0: Sona slipped music into the woman's heart. Music to warm her. Music to soothe her. Music to give her strength to face the year ahead. The music that had reached crescendo now. She and the etoile were deep in conversation. The shapes had expanded, brilliant and ever-moving. An aurora stretching across the hall. A shout shattered the song. She halted. Frozen but the shape still drifted no longer a secret between her and the instrument she'd lost control Welcome to League of Lore, a podcast about the lore of League of Legends and other properties set in the Terran universe. I'm your host Jacob, or Skulled Soldiers, and let's get into it. Now today we're talking about three very specific champions in relation to Demacia. We are talking about Shivana, the Half-Dragon, Xin Zhao, and Sona. Now, these are all very important characters in their own interesting ways. Unfortunately, some of them do not have as much development as I would like, but they all are important in their own ways, and it is very important to talk about them, especially because they, all three of these, all three of them, are not directly related to Demacia, as in they're not native, if that makes sense. Uh, except for Shyvana, she is native to the region of Damasia, but she was not a Damasian citizen until some events in her story. So all three of these were non-citizens until events in their lives conspired to bring them into the Damasian fold, and they became Damasians. Now, to start off, we're going to cover Shivana Now, as I said with Shyvana, she is a half-dragon. She was born of a... Her story, it's a bit vague on how it kind of went down at this point. Uh, Either she's half-dragon because of a weird magic thing, or she's a half-dragon because one of her parents were human. It's a bit up in the air right now, it seems like. Uh, Because some stories have it that both her father and her mother were dragons. Some have it that only one of them were dragons, usually her mother. But either way, the point is, she is someone who can turn from a human form into a draconic form. This is making her an inherently magical creature. And as we all know, Demacia, not a big fan of magic, or magical creatures for that matter. Now, where her story really begins in the story of Demacia, at least from what we could tell, is her encounter with Jarvan IV. Jarvan IV, uh, as we know, he led a campaign uh, against the Noxians younger in his life when he basically became a general and went out to try to prove himself in a campaign against the Noxians. This did not go well. Uh, In fact, the battle took place at a location called the Gates of Mourning, uh, already not a very fortuitous location to do any fighting. And his, like, they were just wiped out completely, like, they were decimated. By the Trifarian Legion. The elite of Noxus. It was a complete rout. They were not ready at all. Jarvan was too inexperienced. It just was a, a disaster. As they were trying to escape. Um, they were trying to flee from the, the loss. Jarvan Fourth. It's a bit unclear. Some. According to the card game. Jarvan seems to have been ambushed by Noxians. But in the card game. It seems to imply he was ambushed. On his way to something, not fleeing from something, so that's very weird. But in terms of outside of the card game, it seems more likely that what happened was as Jarvan was fleeing, he was being chased by members of the trifarian Legion, and they were hot on his heel, like he was in deep trouble and could easily have been captured or killed. Luckily for him, though, as he was fleeing into the woods, Shivana kind of saw what was going down. Saw that Jarvin was running away from some very angry looking people and decided to intervene and save Jarvin's life. In the process, they basically became bonded in that moment. Shivana and Jarvin basically became friends almost instantaneously after that moment because Jarvin now owes Shivana a life debt. He, he, she saved his life, all that good stuff. But what really brought them together was when Shivana told Jarvin that her mother. Was going to attack a, I think it was like a Damasian outpost. Either way, she wanted to stop her mother because her mother already hated her, anyways, and she wanted to stop her from killing innocent lives. And so Jarvan helped her. And in the process, they slayed Shivana's mother, and that led to Shivana being fully accepted into Damasian society under Jarvan IV's word. Due to this, uh, this is something we also learned from the card game, Shivana. Was given essentially her own regiment of the called the Dragon Guard, who are a very specific force designed to hunt down dragons and protect uh, the outskirts of Damasia, like out in the fields and stuff around these smaller settlements and protect them from dragons. So they're literally dragon hunters, and Shivana leads them. A magical creature. Like, she is a magical creature. There is no way around this. She literally turns to a dragon, like I said. She breathes fire. She has all sorts of draconic powers. But due to her saving Jarvan's life, she was giving some leeway and her own group called the Dragon Guard, like I said. And the Dragon Guard seem to really respect her. Uh, when we go through all the cards, she is... All, like, they seem to love her. They, they really respect her. Now... Unfortunately, due to the Mage Rebellion, now this bit of detail is a bit vague, we we don't really know for sure, but due to the Mage Rebellion, it is hinted at uh, during the Sentinels of Light event, uh, which is the Ruination event, she was either captured by the Mage Seekers and put in the Mage Seeker compound... Or she was just around that area for a different reason. It's a bit unclear why she was there. Because she wasn't under uh, Viego's control, the, the man responsible for the ruination and the big bad for the Centers of the Light event. We'll cover him later. Either way, it seems that in that moment, Shivana was being... Basically, she learned about what the were doing... And she was really fed up with all the anti-magic hatred that she had faced herself in Demacia, as well as from the Mage Seekers. Whether or not she was captured by them or not is kind of irrelevant. Either way, due to all this resentment and this and this feeling of fear and hatred coming from what she had begun to see as her home, as her home country, she becomes what's called ruined, and Viego basically takes control of her and corrupts her using his necromantic powers and she becomes a ruined champion that is basically her story up to now but as you see there's a big gap here we don't know what she actually thought of the Matrix bond exactly all we know is there seems to be implications about her thoughts but either way it just it's a bit vague right now and we don't know if the matrix like had prevented her from talking to jarvin or not we don't know if Jarvan and her talk at all, because there was evidence that Jarvin had romantic feelings towards Shivana in some of his stories. And in the Lux comic, we even see him make a slight reference to this. But we just don't know now. We don't know if that, the romantic feelings that they have are just gone due to the Mage Rebellion, or if they're gone now post-ruination, now the ruination event is over. We just don't know. There's been no update on Shivana's story, so we're kind of just left in the dark on that one. Now, to someone with a bit more of a fleshed-out story, we have Xin Zhao. Now, Xin Zhao's story starts when he was a... uh, He's an Ionian who was captured by the Noxians during the Noxian invasion of Ionia, which is a pretty big event. We'll cover that when we get to Noxus and then Ionia. Either way, the important detail is that he was captured during one of Noxus's raids into Ionia and during the war. He was captured and impounded into the uh, the grand arena in Noxus, into their arena there, where he was made into a gladiator and forced to fight. Xin Zhao is considered the greatest gladiator in all of Noxian history, or at least the greatest at the time. He was completely undefeated, he was a tour de force, like he was the guy. He was the big cheese in the gladiator arena, but he didn't like being there. He didn't like having to fight to survive and killing people all the time. He, he hated that. Uh, he hated being uh, what they would actually call gladiators in Noxus or Reckoners, and he hated being that. Well, one day, uh, some Noxian noble or some sort of Noxian figurehead of some kind Basically purchased Xin Zhao from the gladiatory arena, along with some other gladiators, and basically just had them attack uh, a Damasian army. Now, this was not a good plan at all, and it seems to be implied that this was used to try to basically just get rid of all these gladiators, maybe even specifically to kill Xin Zhao, because he was too good, essentially. Either way, they were all sent out to basically just die. Against the Demacian army. They all knew that this was not nearly enough forces. They were not nearly well coordinated. To really stand a chance against the Demacian army. And they sent them out anyways. To basically just die. Well, Zinjao was spared. Despite him basically killing a lot of Demacians. Because it was freaking Xin Zhao, And he was brought forth. Towards Jarvan III. Where it's revealed that Jarvan was pardoning. All these gladiators. Who had survived the battle. He was letting them go, giving them a basically a small uh, amount of money, and letting them just go. He's like, go have a new life. I don't care what you do. Just go. Because Jarvan III realized that these people didn't really want to fight them. They were not enlisted members of the Noxian army. These were just gladiators and, and, and uh, prisoners in, in Noxus. Like, they are basically the closest thing in Noxus to slaves uh, at the time. Uh, because I believe this is before Swain took over Noxus, uh, is the timeline here. And Swain has abolished slavery from my understanding. So, either way though, they were being brought forth to Jarvan III and he was pardoning them and letting them go. Xin Zhao, upon seeing this, saw something in Jarvan Third that really impressed him and made him want something more. He didn't just want to leave. He saw something that he could follow willingly. He was tired of following someone because he was paid to or because he was a prisoner he saw someone that he was willing to serve and he saw something else he saw like a he saw the democene dream essentially of order and justice and hope and in a kind of interesting way to show off how awesome he is uh he he pretends to assa- try to assassinate Jarvan III, but then immediately throws down his weapon before he does anything lethal to Jarvan. He just proves a point that, even with all these guards around Jarvan, Xin Xiao could have killed him. Like, immediately, even unarmed, he could have immediately killed him. Which showed that there was something wrong in these guards, that they were not able to stop him, or that he's that good. Either way, uh, Tian the Crown Guard, who was there, who, uh, as you know, is uh, Garen and Lux's aunt. And she, at the time, I believe, was still the leader of the Dauntless Vanguard. Uh, she later on becomes the Marshal, which is essentially the overseer of the military as a whole. Either way, she was there with Jarvan Third because she's leading the Dauntless Vanguard. And uh, she's not happy about any of this, and nearly strikes down Xin Zhao as he throws his weapon away, only for Jarvan III to stop him, and immediately be like, Cool, awesome, yeah, sure, become my personal bodyguard. Tiana's a bit scoffs at this. But Jovian III's like, "I'm king. You'll do what. You will not say anything about this." Sianya acquiesces, but does approach Zinjao and basically threatens him that if he does anything to allow Jovian the to die, then she will kill him. And Zinjao, in response, says, "Yeah, you should. I give my vow that I will not let any harm come to Jovian III as long as I am his bodyguard." And she's like, "Okay, fine. This." Did not stand All uh, as we know. Uh, unfortunately, as we know, uh, during the Mage Rebellion, what happened was, it happened like right before the full Mage Rebellion started. the III gave a letter to Zinjao Zhao to personally deliver to the leader of the of the Mage Seekers, Eldred, who's Siana's husband. To basically, and in the letter, it literally basically says to stop persecuting mages. It was some sort of letter that was going to depower the mage seekers, maybe even abolish them, it's it's a bit unclear what all it said. All we know is that the, the gist of the letter was basically Mage Seekers, I am not letting you get, gain any more power and you need to stop discriminating against mages. Unfortunately, due to the mage rebellion, Xinjao was not able to get to the mage compound to the mage Seeker compound to give the letter to Eldred, and by the time he got back to the citadel where the king was, he was already dead. And due to this, Tiana does approach him and says, like, I'm going to kill you. Like, I should kill you. And so she's like, please do. Like, that was her deal. But she says she's not going to. And the reason for that is because Jarvan IV, now the king in waiting, essentially, says not to kill him. Because Jarvan IV views Xin Zhao as his uncle, essentially. And they have a bit of a sparring match. And during that sparring match, is revealed that... Jarvan IV does blame Xin Zhao for Jarvan III being dead. He asks him like, where he was. Xin Jar- Zhao reveals to Jarvan IV where he was and what he was doing. After a bit of back and forth, eventually Jarvan IV tells Xin Zhao to destroy the letter and to not mention it to anyone. And Xin Zhao does. He destroys the letter because he now feels like he must be truly loyal to Jarvan III's son, Jarvan IV, because he failed to protect his father and his king. So, that's where Zidigel's story is essentially right now, where he's racked with guilt, and he feels super responsible for the death of Jarvan III. Now we get to Sona. Sona is a Ionian orphan. During the Nazi invasion, a lot of families were killed, and, Io- and Sona's family were one of the poor victims in this. During this time, a lot of uh, Ionian children were essentially shipped out of Ionia to be kept safe from the war and a lot of them were shipped to demacia sona was one of these orphans that was shipped to demacia where she ran into the Bavel family the Bavel family are essentially they were the patrons behind the illuminators which i think i've mentioned before are the closest that there is to a pro major group in demacia and they have a big policy about helping the poor helping the downtrodden helping everyone essentially and upon seeing all these orphans coming in, the Bouvelles opened their literal doors to her house to bring in the orphans to take care of them. And during this time where Sona spent time in the Bouvel household, she began to show her talent in music on her etoile. Sona is mute, so she cannot speak, but through her music, uh Mrs. Bouvel uh basically realized, oh wow, she this is how she like can they communicate uh it's later on revealed that she can do sign language and uh we, we see sign language used whenever someone is talking to her family and stuff like that which is an awesome detail great to see it but either way that through her etwa she can speak to something deeper like in the soul of her audience in a very deep and meaningful way and once that happens she's like we're totally adopting you and she tells her husband and he's like yeah we're no we're totally adopting sona and so, so, and so while all the other orphans are sent off to be with other families, Sona stays in the Bovo household and becomes their daughter. Unfortunately, <laughs> Sona's father died during the assault on the Gates of Mourning by Jarvan IV. He was a chaplain in that army, and... He was killed, and due to him dying in the battle, there's a lot of evidence that his death started, was like the first domino in leading to the Mage Seekers gaining more power in Demacia to the point where we see all that persecution in the more modern day Demacia, like prior to the events of the Mage Rebellion. Like, that is kind of what led to that state of affairs because Jarvan III was blinded by his anger because Mr. Bavel was his best friend. Like, they were essentially brothers in arms. And the moment he died, Joplin III was consumed by grief and anger, and he swore vengeance on those who killed his best friend, which, in his mind, well, really, in the Mage Seeker's minds, after some whispering and manipulation on Joplin III, were mages. Because it was Noxian mages who, quote-unquote, killed Mr. brevel and that led to that whole situation. Now, unfortunately for Sona, Sona is a mage. She has magic. It turns out her ability to like reach into people's souls with her music and heal them and calm them and give them joy—that's her magic. She has magical music. Uh, and and uh, the Bouvels knew about this. They actually learned about this fairly early on. Uh, Mrs. Bouvel in, p- in particular, figured it out. And the moment she told her husband. He was like, what can we do to keep her safe? They both realized that Sona was in danger because she was a mage. Because the mage seekers were already around and gaining power in Demacia. They just weren't at the level of power that we see before the events of the mage revealing, And especially not after. But they were on the rise. And already there was anti-mage sentiment in Demacia. As we all know. And due to this, they did everything they could to keep Sona safe. But after the events of Mr. Revel's death, Sona decided she needed to leave Demacia it was getting too dangerous for her and her mother came with her and then they fled back to Ionia Sona's homeland but it turns out Ionia was still in a state of turmoil after the events of the Nazi invasion and so after some time there they decided to return home because in Sona's heart Demacia was always home and she was hoping maybe there they could do some good to try to curtail the anti-mage sentiment there Unfortunately, the last short story we see, Sona is being chased by Mage Seekers. She stops them to help one of her friends out, but in the end, Sona is, on the, is constantly going to towns trying to cheer them up with her music, only to then be driven out by Mage Seekers. It is a constant cat and mouse chase, and she's just only a few steps ahead of the, of the Mage Seekers every step of the way. But... Before we get into some of the feelings like Shivana, Sona, and Zinjel have towards Demacia and what that means as a concept for like Demacia's whole, we're going to take a quick break and then be right back. Hi, I'm FireRider and I'm the host of The Pixel People, a podcast dedicated to taking a close look at our favorite characters from our favorite video games. From major characters who define the course of a game's storyline to smaller characters who you might have never noticed. Every week, we go beyond the quest line to examine a particular character's story arc and choices and discover the real world parallels and life lessons hidden just below the surface. I hope you'll join us. You can find the Pixel people on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere else you listen to podcasts. If you want to help spread the show or simply get more content, you can follow the official Twitter at League of War 2 for updates on the podcast and other lore tidbits as well as rate or follow the podcast on your podcatcher of choice. You can also follow my Twitch account, twitch.tv goldsoldiers, where I stream myself playing League of Legends and other games and discuss the lore and gameplay of those properties. And it is thanks to people like all of you that I, the show continues to grow, that it continues to drive me forward, and I am so excited for this month. I have many more things to talk about in Demacia. We will be wrapping up. Um, I will say I believe I did mention in the last episode that I'll be covering the Ruination today in Demacia. That was me misspeaking. I actually had this scheduled up instead, so I'm so sorry about that. Uh, We will be covering the Ruination stuff after we cover the next batch of champions, and then we'll be covering the Ruination because it's the most recent event that occurred in Demacia. So once we go through the last few big batch of champions, we'll be done with that, and then we'll talk about the Ruination how that affects things in Demacia, and then Demacia will be brought to a close. So, just wanted to get that out there, but beyond all that, let's get back to the show. Now, as I said, Shivana's loyalty to Demacia is very similar to Xin Zhao's loyalty to Demacia. Basically, Shivana and Xin Zhao are both loyal to Demacia. However, how that loyalty manifests is different. As I said, Shivana has literally her own branch of the military in the Dragon Guard, and Xin Zhao is the personal bodyguard of Jarvin the Third, and now Jarvin IV. But due to the events of the Matribellion, that has shifted things drastically. Shivana was loyal to Demacia more because of Jarvin the Fourth, and also because more of what she saw, what she could see. Like she saw things like through the Dragon Guard and through wanting to help people. Shivana has always been someone who wanted to help people that was the reason she wanted to stop her mother that was the reason she helped jarvin but then she's seeing all these major stuff we see that due to the major rebellion and through other things like the fact she was ruined and had those thoughts right before she got ruined and became a, a ruined champion those are bugging her like those were deep insecurities that she was having and deep and deep uh, she was basically being disillusioned of the Demacia she thought she knew and was seeing the Demacia that actually is. And the moment that happened, like, all her loyalty to Demacia just evaporated, essentially. She is no longer really loyal to Demacia. Now, we don't know if, after the Ruination, maybe that'll be different for her. We just don't know what Shivana's situation is going to be. I would love to see a story where Shivana and Jarvan talk after the events of the Ruination. That would help a lot, clear thi- a lot to clear things up. But until then, we're just kind of stuck with Shivana being disillusioned with Demacia, and that was the last we really saw of her. Zinjawa, on the other hand, is loyal to Demacia, but in his mind, Demacia is the king. Specifically, it was Jarvan III. That was his loyalty. He was loyal to the throne, but specifically to the man on that throne at the time. But due to Jarvan III dying while well, Xin Zhao was his bodyguard, due to him being sent off on Jarvan III's orders, he was personally responsible for letting him die. Because he did try to, like, say, hey, I should still be here with you, like, things are a bit heated right now. And he's like, no, I need you to go do this, this is really important, I only really trust you to do it. And Xin Zhao did do that, but because of that, he died. And now he feels like he has to be loyal to Jarvan IV as a form of penance, essentially. But, due to this, he is not doing a lot to push against Jarvan IV's active hatred towards the mages. And he literally, like, he follows the order to destroy the last order he was given by Jarvan Third Because his guilt over his lack of action means supersedes what the last wishes of his king were. He feels so much guilt that he feels like he has to... Serve his son better than he thinks he served Jarvan the Third, which means never leaving his side, being totally loyal, all this stuff. Even though he already was perfectly loyal, that's the thing. He's so blinded by his grief and his guilt that he can't see what Jarvan the Fourth is becoming, and therefore he's not pushing back against any of that. Like the hope would be that he would try to like cool Jarvan down because he knows that he Jarvan the Fourth lo- views him as his uncle and he would probably listen to him, but he doesn't because that's he feels like that's not his place and also that he failed before he can't fail now and that is where he's stuck right now well, hopefully we'll see a point where Xin Zhao like realizes that Jarvan IV is going over the deep end and that he'll try to stop that but that's up in the air right now we don't know how deep Xin Zhao's guilt go- goes maybe it would take like maybe Garen talking to Xin Zhao or Lux or even Shavana. To get Zinjao to realize that loyalty to Damasia does not mean loyalty to whoever's on the throne right now. Or even this line of kings just because you failed to protect the previous game. His loyalty should be to Demacia as a concept, as a nation. He should be loyal to that Demacia, which should include everyone who lives in Damasia, which include the mages. Then we have Sona. Sona, like I said, she, she left Demacia. Now she's returned, but she fully all left. Sona has no real loyalty to Demacia, so that's not really the thing going on with her. It's more of how she views Demacia. When she was brought into Demacia, she viewed Demacia as her home, as a place where she could make a life with a wonderful family that treated her like a person and and encouraged her to do her music, learn sign language to speak to her, all that good stuff. Her entire family knows sign language so they can communicate to her. But during one of her short stories, we learned that sign language can be misinterpreted as casting a spell by laymen and possibly even mage seekers and because of that she has to kind of hide her sign language even something that's so integral to her, allowing her to speak to other people is she has to hide it so it's another aspect of herself she has to hide due to all the bigotry existing in the Massia it's just one more negative aspect of Demacia is that due to their fear of mages, they are also being ableist towards Sona. And it is horrendous to think about that. Like, yes, yeah, Sona is a mage, but sign language is not co- like sign language is not magic. It's just stalking. It's a language. It's just, she's speaking. And it's so terrifying and horrible that she has to literally hide her sign language so that people won't misinterpret it as her casting a spell it's just horrendous and because of that she has no more real love for demacia but it's still her home and she wants to try to help it she wants to try to help demacia return to the home that she can't came to know and love due to due to due to the bavelles only time will tell if she's successful in this we can only hope but who knows i would think it'd be interesting if sona actually ran into either lux or silas especially because Silas is the leader of the major rebellion, so it would be interesting if how Sona feels about the major rebellion as a whole. Like, does she agree with Silas's aims, but disagrees with his uh, methods? Or does she disagree wholeheartedly? Or maybe she sees Lux and she thinks Lux didn't do enough in her role as a noble. Although Sona was a noble, but because she's adopted, it's a whole different scenario. Either way, the point is... We just don't know yet, and I would love to see more along those lines for Sony, like, more engaging with that mage side of herself as a mage living in Demacia. I would love to see more of that. But that's basically what we see. We see how these outsiders who come to Demacia, and they see a certain version of Demacia. They see the Demacia that, like, Poppy represents, as I talked about in, in Poppy's episode. That true Demacia, the Demacia that should be, that's what they all saw. But now, Shivana has been disillusioned of it, Sona has been disillusioned of it, only Zin still kind of hopes it's still there, but he's not even really seeing that Damasi anymore. He's just seeing what's in front of him, which is keeping Jarman IV alive and safe. So, with that, that's basically all I have to say on these three characters. They're, I wish there was a bit more to them, but I think Zin and Sona have a lot of potential, and I hope Shivana gets more potential. As um, the events of the Ruination wind down. And we hopefully get some short stories involving her and J4. That would be awesome. But until then. If you have any questions or thoughts. Please send them in your reviews on your podcast of choice. Or to loreofrunterra at gmail.com. You can also send them through the Discord channel. League of Lore on the Robots Radio Network Discord. And they'll be answered next episode. And also, speaking of, next episode it's going to be time to cover some of the less developed members of Demacia's roster, like Liss and even Shyvana's and John in some ways, but in some other ways a little bit more developed. It, but the main thing is that these are going to be people who are not as big as like Garen and Lux and Jarvin, but they still are characters who represent different aspects of Demacia as a country, and those are going to be vain. Fiora, and Quinn. See you all next time.